Hey there, welcome to the Mile High Church Podcast. Wednesday Night Live will start in a minute, but I wanted to let you know that it's last call for Greg Braden's online workshop, Deep Human. The power to thrive in our world of extremes, this Friday and Saturday, October 23rd and 24th. Now, I saw Greg Braden at Mile High in the early 2000s, and I just, I found him really dynamic and engaging. You can learn more at milehighchurch.org. And now, Renewal of Heart with Patty Luckenbach. We're so blessed to have each one of you with us tonight. And I've always said that Mile High Church has the world's most dangerous band. And what I'm meaning when I say that is the world's greatest church band ever. And these guys could stand up with any artist and play. I've seen it happen. So we are so blessed. And tonight, um, we're talking about the renewal of heart. And yes, as uh, Reverend Jackie so beautifully introduced that we are in our Adventure and Faith series, which is wonderful. And last week, uh, Reverend Barry, he spoke about our relationships with God. And tonight, um, I'm speaking about the renewal of the heart. And I know we are living, indeed, in a challenging, changing time. And as Dr. Michelle, uh, if you tuned into last Sunday's message, which was powerful and beautiful, um, she, she stated this. She said, take ownership of our growth and not get caught in our overreaction. Wow, so during these times, we have the choice to live in what I call tonight the land of love intelligence. The land of love-intelligence. And when we speak about love, and Dr. Ernest Holmes defined love as um, the fire itself. He said it couldn't even be defined. And I sense that love is like a cosmic glue that holds everything together. And many times when we're experiencing uh, change, and of course with the pandemic and isolation, and we're speaking about the renewal of love and um, in our adventure in faith, we're looking at relationships and how do I develop a greater relationship with myself, let alone with other people? And uh, Paul Brenner, he said this, he said, love lies somewhere between mercy and judgment. Between mercy and judgment. And I have been sensing oh, a little bit in, in my world um, and I'm so grateful for my world is this world and beyond the beyond. It's wonderful. But in working with individuals, a lot of individuals have been kind of in a world of funk, um, not knowing if they're coming or going or wanting to reach out and they can't and trying to find themselves and build a greater relationship. And the other day I thought about, um, golly, it, this sounds like a land of no intelligence. It kind of sounds like and feels like to me a Funksville. And in Funksville, the streets are paved with the tears of pity. And also, um, we bank our thoughts in the bank of no trust. And also, the town officials... Um, are acknowledging the shame and the blame that is going on, and it's just part of the community. Well, when I thought about that, it was like, oh my gosh. It's so easy for us to slide in to that place of thinking 
And it's very much a critical thinking, and it reflects back on ourselves. So the land of love intelligence is the place of the heart. And the renewal of the heart, how important that is. So my question of all of us tonight is, is my heart open or is my heart closed? And what land am I experiencing? And what I recognize is we got to have heart. Because that's the living spiritual truth of each one of us. No matter what color our skin, no matter what our religious pursuits, it belongs to each one of us. We all have a red heart. And it is that divine love expressing. Howard Martin, he said this. Because he was talking about and Dr. Michelle touched on this just a little bit on Sunday, and I'm going to touch on it tonight. And I know that we have the great opportunity just in a couple days on the 23rd, 24th, to have a Zoom incredible experience with this great spiritual teacher, scientist, wonderful mystic by the name of Greg Brayton. And I'll get back to Greg in a minute, but I want to just quote Howard Martin. Howard Martin said, a new science has given my brain permission to believe in the intelligence of my heart. And heart intelligence, it was in 1991, that scientists discovered that within our human heart, we have 400,000 figurations of sensory neurons within the human heart. Interesting, huh? And he said, it's like a little brain. These cells, they feel and they remember independently from the brain, but it's also still registered in the brain. And so both the brain and the heart are always working together. So then I found a quote from Michael Beckwith. He said, the heart doesn't lead us into a wrong direction. It always is looking for the highest good, the highest good. So Greg Braden, who will be here, and by the way, there's still some tickets available. You can go online, milehighchurch.org, and events, and you can get your ticket to be present for this incredible experience with him this weekend. I'm going to be there, and I know others who are too. But anyway, it's known as heart math, and I'll say no more about it, but I know that it's been a new discovery to realize this heart intelligence so I ask, is my heart open or is it closed? Is it open or is it closed to that greater relationship with life? And Mark Nepal, who's a friend of Mile High, he said the difference often as to whether to say, stay or go in a relationship, in a friendship, love relationship, brings on all of who I am. So I think in that Funksville, we're always kind of projecting that it's, it's the world, it's this, it's that, it's, it's my ex-husband, it's my husband, it's my wife, it's my kids. It's, we project out, and when we're doing that, we are shorting the leash on the experience of love. In truth, spiritual truth, you can never shorten that leash because that is a a golden light, an umbilical cord, a spiritual 
umbilical cord of harmonic love that is always present. But we tend to forget. And so the common denominator in all relationships is ourself. And relationships can be the greatest teacher of all. I want to share a personal story upon my own life, and maybe some of you have heard me share this before. Um, years ago, I used to collect relationships like some people used to collect po postage stamps. <laughs> and uh, I finally kind of woke up. I realized that there was this greater umbilical cord of light and that it was reflecting back on me to be open in heart, to be receptive. And so it's been many years ago now, I'm grateful, that my husband and I, when we were uh, married in a beautiful ceremony, the people that were conducting the ceremony were doing it in a very traditional way. But you know what I was saying inside my heart? And there's many days I say this, that I am the perfect relationship. I am the perfect relationship. I can't tell you how many times when I started to kind of slide into Funksville that when I could come back and come into my heart space and I could say that, sometimes over and over again, how it lifted me into that place where I wasn't alone, I was not blaming, I was not upset, but I was in that divine relationship with that which is, which is love itself. So relationships can be our greatest teacher, and um, what is it asking us constantly to grow and to expand? These times that we are in are asking us just that, to be able to grow and to, to expand. And it's like, how much growth do, do I really need right now? We need to relax into the growth and the change that's taking place. And to be genuine, to be real with ourselves, to find ourselves and love ourselves. And right where you are tonight, wherever you are, know that you are encircled in a light. It may be very invisible to you, but an energy of love. And so to be genuine with ourselves allows us to be genuine with the people around us, to be real, sincere. And uh, that's who we really are. So remember, this is interesting. I said this to one of my classes a couple weeks ago. Remember the face you had before you ever popped onto the planet and saw your parents or saw your guardians? What was that face like? Was that the face of God? Was that a face that still was absolutely in that connection with that golden umbilical cord? I think so. They say that little children for quite a while after they're born, that they have that connection. And some of them even see angels. But we get so darn conditioned with the world that we start building our own little relationship. We start building a little protector inside of us. We start building defense systems. We even develop a critic. And I'm not finding anything wrong with that. 
just pointing that out, that the psychological peace lives within each one of us. So for us to be able to shed some light upon that helps us to come back to what is really real. So to be able to forgive ourselves, when I think about um, the renewal of the heart, I think forgiveness is a daily spiritual practice. Forgiveness has been defined in many ways, but I like to define it as to just stop blaming. Stop blaming yourself. Stop blaming what the government. Stop blaming family, circumstances. And when we can stop blaming, blaming then it's interesting. Forgiveness is like forgiving back to us that spiritual truth that I am the perfect relationship. So I give thanks for that, and I utilize that, and I just share that. Try that on, because I know that it does work. And also in these times when we're renewing our heart, it's asking us to practice compassion. And compassion is the understanding of the lack of understanding. We don't always understand why our friend's so sad or if someone just lost their, their father or their brother. But to have that understanding, I don't understand, but I'm absolutely present. I'm not afraid of your pain. I'm not going to take it on, but I'm present in heart for you. That is so, so important. And then we have uh, courage. Encourage the, the word, the um, uh, root word of courage comes from heart. And to be able to step forward in heart, sometimes that's the most difficult thing to do. To trust that as you step forward, that you're going to be guided and you're going to be directed. So I ask you just to contemplate that tonight. Where have you been courageous in the last six months? Or perhaps in the last six years of your life or the last 60 years of your life? Where have you been courageous? Eric Butterworth, he said, the commitment of love, love is not finding the right person, it is becoming, becoming the right person. So once again, the perfect relationship is within each one of us. And so I share that with you, and I'm so glad that we're in this series of adventures in faith. Such a beautiful program, and I'm hoping you're in one of those circles where you're coming together with other people, and you're studying, and you've set a safe environment so you can say, today was kind of one of those days I was in that land you talked about, Patty. But today, because I read or I allowed myself to be still for just a few more moments, I came back into that land of love intelligence where I could feel the love. Because in truth, that's all you are, is that love. And that love is forever. I have a quick little story about um, a little boy who has grown tall now. Um, and I have permission to tell this story. His name's Jamie. Now that he's older, they call him James. But when he was called Jamie, his grandma called him Jamie. 
and I was called to a hospice to be present for his grandmother. And she had a lung condition, and she was in the process. I don't call it dying. I call it birthing. She was in that process of birthing into a greater domain. And she and I had kind of developed a, a real sweet little relationship of just going to that place of heart. And I, w I didn't know exactly what to say, but one day I, I said to her, I whispered to her, because she was fighting, and she was afraid. And I said, I'm going to breathe with you, and I'm going to breathe the word peace, and I'm going to say it out loud. And I would just kind of be with her breath, and then I'd say, peace, peace, peace. And that seemed to really calm her down. In fact, the nurses even asked me, when you show up, what do you do with her? I said, we just breathe together. We go to the place of heart and we breathe peace. Well, of course, she passed on to the greater dimensions and I was asked to do her memorial. I met with the family and went through their home. And she had shared with me in the times I had been with her about Jamie, her grandson. She loved Jamie a lot. And I got to meet Jamie that day when I went to her daughter's house. And this Jamie came up and he said to his mother, he said to me, um, excuse me, but I would like to meet with Dr. Patty all by myself. So the daughter was kind of, well, oh, okay. And she looked at me and I said, that's fine with me. So she went downstairs and Jamie and I sat at the dining room table. This little kid was everything that the grandmother had talked about. And this is what he said. This is a secret. He said, but I'm going to share it with you because Grandma and I held this secret. We have the recipe for love. So I listened up, and that recipe for love was popsicle sticks. It was uh, macaroni, and it was stars. So I wrote that down. But at the time, he told me I couldn't share it because it was the big secret. A lot of years passed, and one day in the lobby of the church, this uh, grown man came up to me, and he said, you probably know me by Jamie. Oh, my heart just opened wide, you know. And uh, I said, you know, I've kept, kept that secret all these years. He said, you can share the secret. But I often think about that, how that bond of coming together and, you know, older grandma, little boy, talking about what love is. And so Jamie, or Jim, said, yes, I know now, as a grown man, that love is cosmic. It's cosmic glue that holds everything together. So I give thanks for Jamie right now, and I give thanks for his beautiful grandmother, they taught me so much. So it is about the connection within us. And the language of breath, Jackie so beautifully started speaking about breath for us to touch our breath. The language of breath, and perhaps Greg Braden will share a little bit about this in his uh, incredible workshop this weekend, that when we are frustrated, instead of just staying with you know, I can't get a relationship, I'm not loved, I never have been. When we stay with the old, to be able to be wise enough to take a deep breath, and what's the opposite of not being loved? And of course, it's being loved. It's probably fellowship and 
and joy with others. So to be able to put your hand on your heart, this heart intelligence, and to be able to say fellowship and joy, fellowship and joy, because there's a connection with this heart intelligence also with the brain or with that greater one mind, the wholeness of life. So I find that fascinating, and I'm going to continue to practice that in my own life. So to find ourselves, to forgive ourselves, give ourselves back to love, to look inward, and to, from that place of inward, to be able to look outward. And James Bari, he wrote this, those who bring sunshine into the lives of others cannot keep it from themselves. So trust your heart, your love, the love of your heart, no matter what any kind of woundedness has been. That intelligence and that love has never left. So trust your heart. Let the light of your heart illumine your path, for it is the light of love. Reach out in love. No more isolating of yourself. Even if you're communicating with a geranium that's on your porch, love it. Call it in. And I would ask that during this time, call a friend. Share a smile, even if you have a mask on. Share a smile with your eyes. So in closing, Deepak Chopra, he said, getting in touch with your heart is like plugging into a universal consciousness of pure spirit, pure spirit. So love has all the answers. Love makes no demands. Love will lead us. Love gives to us understanding. So right now, as I move into a prayer, I'm going to ask you, wherever you are, I'm going to ask you to stand, if possible. If you would just stand with me. And we're standing in that renewal of our heart tonight. And I would ask that you place your right hand over your heart. You can take the left hand and place it on top of that if you choose. But in this moment, I recognize the only one present here is God. The only one present is that divine love. And I call God harmonic love. And that harmonic love surrounds Grandmother Earth tonight. It's in and through Grandmother Earth. And each one of us, we are Grandmother Earth's children. So each one of us, we are tapped and we are attuned to that universal consciousness that they speak about. Consciousness, being awake and being aware. And I recognize that divine union. And I behold this for all beings everywhere all beings, all human beings. I bless all the animals and the plants and the forests and all the shifts and all the changes. Be not afraid, for we stand in love here this evening. So I offer a special blessing for Mile High Church, for each one of you, and I give thanks that we're standing together tonight. I give thanks for your generosity 
I give thanks that you are real and that you live in the land of love intelligence. Tonight I bless the state of Colorado for every firefighter, every official, everyone who is working with the fires that are burning. And I behold that the fires are able to burn into the very center and put their own selves out. And I bless all the people that have been affected by the fires, by earthquakes, whatever has been shifting and shaking. We raise tall and we recognize that universal glue of love. So with gratitude, because gratitude lives within the memory of our hearts, I give thanks. I give thanks for this time together and this truth that lifts us. And I give thanks for the renewal of our hearts. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous day.